Hello, and welcome to the Fork in the Road podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Guzman Galloway. And on this season two, we are talking to experts who help us move past this fork in the road and into the next phase of our journey. If you've been following along with this season or with me in my career, you've probably heard me talk about being a consultant. Almost 10 years ago, I left a corporate job and I started consulting and really I've never looked back. I've talked a lot about the many benefits of this career choice. So I thought it would probably be helpful to take a little time to talk about what a consultant actually is and does. You may have images in your head of consulting firms like Deloitte and Accenture, McKinsey, BCG. You may have images of me on a plane day in and day out creating big presentations and getting paid millions. None of that is true. (laughs) There are even a few TV shows out there like House of Lies with Don Cheadle that really dramatize the whole thing. But actually, the term consultant is rather generic word. Per the dictionary, a consultant is simply a person who provides expert advice professionally. And there may be many people out there with all kinds of job titles that are by definition consultants. So whether you decide your job title has a consultant in it or not, consulting may be what you're doing. So let's talk about some of the things that define that. First, let's agree that a consultant is someone who is hired as an external subject matter expert, meaning you'll not be hired as a full-time consultant anywhere except for consulting firms, obviously, who do hire consultants, and I will touch on that in a second. All other companies are hiring consultants on a temporary basis, which could mean an hour or several years. That is really dependent on the industry and on the work. And the important distinction there is that you are a consultant out on your own. You are not part of a larger organization, which by definition makes you a small business owner at the very least. Second, when I'm talking about consultants, I am not talking about getting hired by a consulting firm. I think this is obvious, but just to be sure, I'll say that those firms hire the way most organizations hire for a very specific role within their organization with specific requirements and a formalized job with pay and bonuses, etc. When I'm talking about consultants, I'm talking about independent small business owners, people who own their business and run it themselves as I do. They may or may not have employees, but they are definitely not part of a larger organization. That should, again, be obvious, but just to make sure that it's out there. So let's get into the more important elements, which is really the third and the final element, the most important of those. And that is that you have an expertise to provide. So as the definition implies, an expert who has an expertise and brings that to clients is a consultant. And that expertise is really fundamental to any consultancy and to every consultant out there. Your expertise is why an organization is hiring you. Now, there are a few different reasons why they might need to hire you, which I think helps to contextualize what a consultant truly is and what they do. One of those reasons is that they have a resource gap, meaning they have some open positions on the team. And so the folks that are left behind, they can't do all of the work. As an example, I'll share my very first role as a consultant was helping to fill a resource gap on a team whose manager was going on maternity leave. While she was out, I helped support the team in many of the same ways that she would have. I was there as an independent contractor or quote unquote, a contractor. 
A contractor is completely industry agnostic, and the term simply means a resource that is there on a contract to provide defined services versus a full or part-time employment contract. A consultant can be a contractor if the relationship with the client is structured as such with a defined project and the way that the client decides to structure that contract. But a contractor is not necessarily a consultant. Remember that a consultant has a specific expertise and a company can hire contractors for all kinds of things that do not necessarily require an expertise or just a broad knowledge. And then depending on the kind of work you do, you might also be called a freelancer. And by definition, a freelancer is just someone who works for different companies at a time rather than being a full-time employee. And the freelancer term is more likely to be used in technology, communications, design, and those types of roles. And the key difference between a freelancer and a consultant is, again, the level of expertise. A consultant typically has a greater level of expertise and advanced knowledge or even education on a specific topic, much more so than a freelancer. And of course, a freelancer could also be and likely is a contractor as the term contractor is about that contractual relationship with the company and not really about the work being done. So those terms can sometimes get confused with each other and hopefully that helped to clarify that. Getting back to the reasons an organization may hire you, another one is because they have a knowledge gap, meaning they just don't know how to do a specific type of work. So imagine for a moment that a manufacturing team is interested in automating a part of their production operations. Now, they might have a full team on staff and they're all really sharp and high quality employees who are excelling at the work that they do today. They just may not know how to automate. And in this case, they're looking for someone who can not only help get them to the automation, but also educate and train their team to be able to execute and manage this work moving forward. A consultant can provide this expertise as well as training as part of the implementation process. Almost 10 years ago, I left a corporate career that just wasn't giving me the professional or personal life that I wanted. I was burnt out, disengaged, and feeling sick and tired of having no control over my schedule and feeling like there were always limits on what I could accomplish. So I started a consulting business. I had no idea what was in store for me, but by taking that leap, I created a new path to professional success, significantly more income, and a personal life with so much flexibility, family time, and lots of travel. And I don't think I'll ever look back. So many of you have heard my story and asked me if you should jump into consulting. It's not a simple yes or no, so I've created a short quiz to help you figure out if consulting is right for you. If you're wondering if consulting might be the next right step for you, go ahead and take two minutes to take the quiz at theclaritywizard.com forward slash quiz and discover if now is the right time to move from employee to entrepreneur. the last reason why a team may hire you is because they need specialized help. 
meaning they need the very specific knowledge that you have that they can't or won't build internally. The work that I do on product innovation is a good example of specialized knowledge. I've spent years working with consumer brands in ideating, designing, and bringing to market new products. With that experience, I have developed frameworks and approaches that help us get from point A to point B faster with greater strategic alignment on their goals, a product that delivers to a really specific consumer need and is really designed in a way that's feasible and viable for their business. One of my client personas are small to mid-sized businesses. These teams are often under 15 people in the whole marketing department versus, say, 50 to 200 in really large marketing teams. And they often don't have the specialized expertise in creating product innovation because it's not work they'll be doing on a consistent basis. They do not need to learn how to do it or bring it in-house because they may create a pipeline of product ideas that fill their business for the next two years. So they need someone like me to guide them through a process that gets them to that immediate goal. And that specialized knowledge that I bring with me and use to guide them through the process, I then take back with me because I'm not really educating them. I'm using my expertise to help them get there. And then they can go from point B to point C on their own internally. So to recap, the things that companies may hire you for as a consultant include resource gaps, knowledge gaps, or specialized knowledge. And these reasons for hiring a consultant are true whether you're in marketing like I am, or you're a financial expert, a data expert, operations expert, design expert, human resources expert, a mindfulness expert. Whatever kind of expertise you have can neatly fit into the universe of a consultant. And as a consultant, again, you're being hired for your expertise. Beyond that, there is no other guardrail or detail that makes you a consultant or not. And that is also true even for your titles. Your title can literally be anything you want it to be that helps to articulate that expertise that you have. And it does not need to include the word consultant in it. And this kind of freedom, this sort of lack of guardrails and, and independence in the space of consultancy is really what makes being a consultant so appealing to many. This idea that you're really focusing in and creating an expertise in one area really helps you to continue to build on that strength. You can keep expanding on your expertise, which helps you provide even greater value, which completely fuels the soul, right? I mean, we're all here to try to deliver some greater value to whoever we're working with, an organization, as a full-time employee or not, you want to have greater value that you offer. And honing in on that expertise helps you do that. I'm sure you've had the experience that you were working on something that in the end you knew was going to just sit in a drawer, that it wasn't really going to be making a difference. And instead, you could have been doing this other thing that you know you would have been able to hit out of the park. You know it would have created all this value. But because sometimes corporations make us work on our weaknesses, uh, unfortunately, or because we just have a wide range of activities that we have to do in these corporate roles, the whole thing can be really demoralizing. But that's not true as a consultant. You can decide what you spend your time on so that you expand your knowledge and your expertise without distraction from other things. And Beyond that, as a consultant, you can focus on something you love to do. 
Because again, you're deciding what expertise you're drilling into. You can be sure it's what you actually want to spend your days doing instead of spending just 20% of your time on what you love and 80% of your time in meetings or doing administrative work or tasks that you just don't enjoy. That certainly was true for me. And I can remember clearly in my early days in my career at PepsiCo, I was in the Frito-Lay division. I, I had to own and manage the Lay's potato chips budget, which is a funny sentence to say, but I did run the Lay's potato chip budget. And we had a team of about 10 people that were spending money on a range of things across the team that totaled up to about $50 million for that total budget. And it was my job to take that budget and reconcile all of the things that the team was spending. Now, I'm really sorry if you're a budgeting and reconciliation expert, I, but I really, really hated doing that work. And I knew that leaving that world, I would never do budgets again. Now, Lay's was not the last budget that I managed. I went on to manage others as I was still in my corporate career. And it probably took about 30% of my time when I was on the Lay's team. And I dreaded it. And I know others who feel the same, whether you're stuck doing annual reviews or creating presentations or doing analysis or whatever it is, the thing that you really dislike. I know that you have those things. And as a consultant, you choose how you spend your time and whether to outsource the things that absolutely have to be done, which, by the way, I do a lot of. So these two benefits, drilling into an expertise that you have and getting to do something that you love are actually two of the three components of finding your zone of genius. The zone of genius, if you're not familiar with the concept, is where your passion, your talent, and the market meets. So that third component then is the market, the needs of the people, your client, your audience. So if you do something you love and you're really good at it, and there are people who need it, who are willing to pay you for it, you have found yourself in the zone of genius. And really, there is nowhere to go but up from there. And that's a lot of what the life of a consultant is and the opportunity of being a consultant is that you can, you can choose what to focus on so that you can become even better at it. You can be happy with the work you're doing and that you deliver something to people who truly need it. So I hope this conversation about consultancy and what it is that a consultant really means and what they do is helpful for you. If you're considering consulting, then you might benefit from taking the quiz that I created that tells you whether consulting is right for you. And you can find it at theclaritywizard.com forward slash quiz. Talk to you next time.